Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Sean McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we invite a very special guest on, um, author David Held, author of the newly released Rangers Kings of the League Cup. David, second time we've had you on, um, yep. delighted to have you back on. Thank you for coming on. It's great. It's great to be back on. Um, makes a change for me sitting watching you actually actually be able to talk to you this time because, as you know, I'm a I'm a regular listener and watcher of your of your podcast, which I find very entertaining. I I feel like um, you know if we ever do end up making money off this podcast at any point, um, you'll do a few pound off me because I I tend to just recycle listener comments and I do I do point out some of your comments quite a few times and pass it off as my own partner. So thanks for. Thanks for giving me the ammunition. It's just the book that's copyright. The rest you can do with you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, delighted to have you on, Davey. So, um, also here to chat about your your new book coming out, Rangers yep. Kings of the League Cup. Um, so, Sunday the 1st of October, it's available, is that right? comes out on the 1st of October, yeah. Um, I mean, it's available for pre-order just now, if anybody was keen enough. Um it's already on Amazon. It's already on the, the publisher's website, JMD Media. It's fourteen ninety nine, and what I can what I can tell you is, if MD, after they listen to this podcast, if they really fancy it, if you go into the publisher website and buy it through that, if you put the code Herd twenty in the basket at the end, you'll get twenty percent off. There you go, folks. Right in at the start, we dashing phase as well, and. I'd absolutely. I'm not just saying this because Davey's on, but I've I've been reading this book this week, and it's um, it's a cracking read. Um, especially, Davey, I'll not steal your thunder too much. I want to ask you about your inspiration for the uh, the book itself, but like most Rangers fans, I do have a wee soft spot for the League Cup. 
And I dare say the reason why is probably the the reason why you decided to write this book. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I probably un, unless you're under the age of about fifteen, the the league cup will mean quite a lot to you. And actually, if you if you wonder why I, I decided to write this particular book, um, it all started with a, a conversation I had at, at, a, at a league cup time when um, one of our young one of our younger supporters. Basically, was talking about, I don't know why I bother coming to League Cup ties, or the League Cup's all the rubbish, we, we shouldn't bother with it, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And some of my best memories of all time and 50-odd years of watching Rangers are actually associated with the League Cup. We've had some amazing days in it. And um, I think it, I, I decided I wanted to try and educate some of, the, <laughs> some of the younger Rangers supporters into what this tournament actually could be if we want it to be. Aye, it's um, it is quite. You don't want to travel without it either, by the way. Aye, absolutely. It's quite sad um, that the the generation that's started supporting Rangers through twenty twelve onwards doesn't have the same affiliation. Because I, I was looking over uh, Twitter and stuff the last couple of days, and obviously Ali McCoyst, sixtieth birthday, and everybody's talking yep. about their top five Ali McCoyst moments, or top five Ali McCoyst goals. And there's so many that come in the League Cup, and they got me thinking just ahead of this yeah. interview. Anytime there's any sort of top ten uh, things of Rangers, like whether it's memorable games or important victories or whatever, there's so many League Cup finals or League Cup semi-finals included in this. And yeah. I even think back to myself, um, some of my greatest memories do come watching Rangers in the League Cup. Yeah, well, um, the first I'm at exactly the wrong age because when I first went to see see the Rangers, it was when Celtic were in winning during the nine in a row years. Um, so I, I, I first went to Ibrox in 1968, um, and the first trophy we won was the 1970 League Cup when 16 year old Derek Johnson scored the only goal, and it was the only trophy I saw them winning. In the first four years of actually going to see Rangers, um, I, I was—I just didn't—I I didn't, I didn't remember the 1966 Scottish Cup final, so I'd never seen us winning. I'd actually never seen us winning anything at all. I'd seen Celtic winning everything. That 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 day uh, is still really special in in my Rangers supporting life. And Derek Johnson became my absolute boyhood idol from that particular moment. He was my absolute hero for the next, what, 12, 13, 14 years. I mean, imagine scoring the winning goal against Celtic Hamden in the cup final when you're 16. <laughs> it's just, it, it actually doesn't bear thinking about him. I don't, there's so few players even get a debut at 16, never mind a game like that. Never mind playing a game like that. Unreal. Ah, uh, it's just, it's... It, it doesn't get talked about enough um, <laughs> stuff like that, Derry Johnson, I think. Barry Ferguson's maybe falling into a similar category because people see him as a media pundit now, but he's a Rangers legend in his own right, Derry Johnson. That was just the start of a, oh, a long, I could, I could, career. I could, I could bore you for half an hour if you want to talk about Derry Johnson. He, would, he, <laughs> he scored against Celtic in a cup final at 16. He scored against Celtic in a cup final at 17. He won a European medal at 18. He'd been capped by Scotland at forward and, and defence at 19. I, I, he was just... I, I don't actually think there's a, there's going to be another player that does stuff like that. Maybe ever. 
and look to play either centre half or centre forward. I'm sure that's um... and he was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? Better centre forward, in my opinion, right now. <laughs> when we talk about versatility in, in today's game, you don't see very much of that. Actually, when, when we won the when we won the league in 1975 to stop their ten in a row. Um, he was he was just about the best player on the team that season. He was in midfield. He didn't play up front or, or at the back that season. He was in midfield. That's a good one. What a ranger. But then back to the week up then, mate. So ah, I'm sorry the, about that. On the book, um, I've got a, a lovely wee copy oh, here. It is. This copy will be going out to a lucky um, gallant few listener. Um, details of that at the end. But talk us through the, I suppose. Um, so we know the, the background um, of the book, why we've done it, because every Rangers fan um, yeah. who followed Rangers before 2012 has <laughs> a, has an absolute affiliation with it. But how how was it doing the research for this? Um, how did you go about that? Um, I think I'm quite fortunate in that um, I've got quite a good memory for games I was at, especially... Not, not so much recently, funnily enough, but I'm quite good. I've got quite a good memory for games that happened 25 and 30 years ago. I don't, but, I don't blame you for trying to walk in the last 10 years. <laughs> don't worry about that. But the, I mean, the, the internet's an amazing thing. When it, when it, see me talk about research, um, I'm sure if I wrote this book, or this kind of book, 15, 20 years ago, I would have been stuck up in the Mitchell Library hunting out uh, old newspapers and stuff like that. Um, but you find so much online now. Um, so, as, as an example, uh, the very first League Cup, 1946-47, um, all this stuff in the background of why the, how the League Cup became, why, why they started it after the war, who donated the trophy, what the first game was. What, I got all that online. I, I, didn't, I didn't even leave my, leave, leave my house to deal with research, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, Plus, I've got lots of I've got I've got old Rangers books in my own that I, that I can look this kind of stuff up in. So, most of the research was done online or through books or old programs. And I've, I've got a lot of old programs. And when it comes to the seventies and the eighties and things like that, I, t- I tended to buy programs for a lot of the day games. So, I was able to look up that kind of stuff and get team lineups and the time of the goals and all that, all that kind of stuff. Like that. But the majority is online. You get um, old Glasgow Heralds online, old Glasgow Evening Times online. Uh, and then once you get to the late 90s, all of a sudden you've got the BBC website and you, you know all that, all that kind of mm-hmm. historical stuff that you can look back on. So it's just a case of trolling, trolling the internet a lot of the time and trolling my loft the rest of the time. <laughs> what, I, what I found particularly impressive, David, was... It's not just a, it's not just a rundown of the League Cup performance for the twenty-seven times that we've won it. There's so much context and background on the how Rangers were doing in each mm-hmm. season and then that point in time, what was happening the season before, season after, or what was to come season after, how they're doing in other competitions as well. So it's, yeah. I appreciate that most is done online, but that must have. Like, how long did it take you to compile all this research? Um. I would say from beginning to end, it probably took about five months. I'd say about five. But what, what you need to bear in mind is that although I might still have these useful good looks, I actually don't work anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I was able to retire um, in February 2021. So since February 2021, 
my working day involves researching for books. That's what, that's what I do. So five months was, would probably be a year if I was still working, but I'm not working anymore. This is my job. What a day to spend. What a way to spend your day. Just sitting Googling Rangers, man. That's brilliant. It's great. It's great. Um, Sitting there reading these old Rangers books to try and try and find out a wee bit more about a semi final or a final. It's, it's, it's brilliant. So, um, the, the book itself, uh, I was just saying before we started recording, when, when I've been reading this um, this week, uh, I really like, and I don't know if you've done this um, intentionally, it's really similar to your first book, um, The Players. Uh, yesteryear where yep. you, it doesn't it doesn't really follow a story you know you can pick a certain chapter mm-hmm. that you want to look at so spoilers the first um first one i went to was uh the 0203 uh week cup because that's when you're Quantum talking about your first, <laughs> aye, um my first ever game was the semi-final that year um rangers won hearts now uh, hamden ronald de Boer. so it's brilliant being able just to jump straight to that you don't need to read the chapter before that's uh, so was it did you do that intentionally for that book yeah yeah and as you say the, the, the first book i wrote the one with the, the 72 players of yesteryear in it it was intentionally done as you could just find a player and read about it you don't need to read it from page one to page 200 and this one i wanted to do the same thing so I've, each chapter is entitled the season and has got a title to it for it so I don't know if you, I can't, so no doubt my 1971 is, is about a 16-year-old legend is born because it has to be called something like that. But it, if there's a particular season that you want to find out more about or read more about or bring back memories, then you just go to that particular season and it's an index at the front. Yeah, so, yeah that so, was absolutely the idea. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing, it's because, again, we've all got... Rangers have got such a long history um, that a long interesting history. There'll be certain things that that different fans warm to more than others. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you might you might have started following Rangers in the seventies, so you might be particularly interested in the sixties. Or like me, you might just want to go to your your very first game and start reliving that memory again. Um, no, I think it's a really really well thought out way of doing it. So on, um, so just on. Certain League Cups. We've touched on yeah. a couple here. Um, without giving too much away for the book, what is there any particular League Cup? No, not so much finals. Uh, well, potentially finals, but finals, League Cup campaigns that you think is quite significant that you've called it in this book that fans won't really know about? Uh, I don't know, don't know about them. The, the first one's always important, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So... In, in my first book, um, there was quite a lot of firsts in it. You know, the, the first player, to, the first captain to win the league, the first, the first player to score a hat trick against Celtic, all that kind of stuff. Firsts, I always find firsts fascinating. So Rangers won the very first league cup, and I think the very first league cup has got this great story associated with, it. especially fun enough the semi final and the final. Um, the semi final had one hundred twenty five thousand people at it. I mean, that's mind-boggling for a start uh, against the great Hibs team of the time. So the Iron Curtain Rangers team against the famous five Hibs team, that was the, the sort of post-war classic Scottish football rivalry. It wasn't Rangers and Celtic particularly, it was Rangers and Hibs for the first the first five, six years after the war. 125,000 at the semi-final. 
Rangers won three one. Um, Wally Waddle got injured, couldn't play in the final. Fun enough, he never ever won it as a player. Did he not? He didn't. Well. He never won it as a player, um, and he he managed Kilmarnock in the final. And we beat them, and the first time he won the League Cup was I'm going back to it again, 1970 with Derek Johnson. He was the manager. He finally got his hands in the League Cup after after all that time. But anyway, I, I digress. The, the very first final uh, against Aberdeen was played in an absolute howling gale, pouring with rain. There was about 40,000 people bought tickets, didn't turn up because the weather was so bad. And the Aberdeen captain, for reasons best known to him, decided to play into the wind in the first half, which I suppose there might have been some kind of logic trying to hold out to half time, and then you've got the elements in the second half. But Rangers just absolutely battered them in the first half, and they completely and utterly. The ball was hardly out of the Aberdeen half, apparently. And the very first cup goal, the first League Cup final goal ever, was scored by Tori Gillick, who's one of my dad's old favourite players back in the day. And um, the interesting thing about him was his dad passed away the night before. And Bill Struth basically said, oh, You won't want to play today. You know, your dad's just died. I quite understand if that. No, no, I want he, he wanted to play. He wanted to play and dedicate it to his dad. And what did he do? He scored, he scored the first ever League Cup goal. Wow. You know, stuff like that. I, I, I love that. That's the kind of history stuff that I, just floats my boat, I must admit. Um, probably the something a lot of people probably don't realise is that Rangers didn't win it at all in the 1950s, despite the fact they won so many league titles in the 1950s. Bill Struth and Scott Simon won these, but we just didn't win the League Cup. In fact, there was a final we, we do not talk about that, that they lost to Celtic by far too many goals. Um, and then when the 60s started, all of a sudden Rangers, Rangers took off on it. Um, but the 1960 campaign, um, the League Cup started in a group. There's always a, a group stage at the beginning of it. And the groups were... The top division teams were all grouped together. The, world, the second division teams were all grouped together. And it was kind of regionalised as well. So quite often Rangers got Celtic in the group. So you, if you ever look back and wonder why there's not so many Rangers Celtic League Cup finals, a lot of the time is because they played each other early on and knocked each other out. But in 1960, Celtic came to Ibrox and won in the group. And then Rangers lost again at Third Lanark. And with two games to go, Celtic only needed a point to win the, to win the group, knock Rangers out again. And um, Patrick Thistle went to, to Celtic Park. The manager was Willie Thornton, the great old Rangers forward. And Willie Thornton's Patrick Thistle beat them 2-1, which meant that Rangers still had a chance of qualifying if they could beat Celtic at, at Parkhead on the Saturday. Celtic were 1-0 up at half-time, and Harold Davis and Alf Brand scored in the second half, beat them 2-1. Qualified for nowhere, nobody gave them the slightest chance the week before. And then they went on and won the trophy. And from then it just all snowballed in the League Cup. Aye, and that's that's why I think it's particularly impressive. Like and that's kinda that's kinda almost a fairy way, fairy tale way to to win your first one back. Um, it's like the underdog out of nowhere. But it's quite fitting as well, just for for what, ten, eleven years we didn't win it at all. But then after that, as you say, it just snowballed. Every two or three years at least we're winning it. And we've still to go on and win that 27 times after having that 10-year gap and then a 10-year gap at the end as well. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, 
the last the last twenty five years of the last century, so nineteen seventy five to nineteen ninety nine, Rangers won the wake up fourteen times. <laughs> it, it was, Basically, it was a strange year if you'd done the Rangers tour and the League Cup wasn't in the wasn't in the, the, the trophy room when you when you get showed round because it was everything was always there. No, in well, I suppose it's hard to say, but it's deeper. Deeper that doing anything. Um, I, I think for me, if I'm clutching, I think a lot of a lot of the Rangers teams have been. When they have been built in success, so I think there's something what what Smith used to say that because this is a first trophy, win that, put Absolutely. all your focus on well. that. I think that as well. And, and funny enough, it's a something else I say to younger Rangers supporters. Um, everybody loves singing about being the most successful team in football and all that. You know, for them, you don't become the most successful team in football if you start picking and choosing what trophies you want to win. You you only become successful by winning things. And the more things you win, the more you win after that. And you're absolutely right. The week Cup's first every season. So that's how you set your season up. You win the week Cup. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd done it recently, right enough. I so can't wait for this book to be out of date because there's a 28th one that's going to have to get tacked, into the, tacked onto the end of it. Aye. And, well, aye. You know what? As much as I wish you all the success, I hope that it goes out of date. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but no, there definitely is something in that, and I think um, I think it always has been uh, like. And again, I can't start following Rangers in the late nineties. Um, not just really going and what I, what what I've been told through before, and what I've read from before, and what I've heard through before. That's you know, it's been a very Rangers ethos that you know. But what you said, you don't pick and choose when you win. You mm. just you pull on the Rangers jersey, you go in to win, and I think that's probably. That must be a big part of it. Um, setting yourself up for success, and as you say, you don't. We don't become this historic icon in world football by just only focusing on the league. Aye, and I, and I, and I, I think to be fair, for the majority of my time watching Rangers in the League Cup, um, we didn't rest that many players. If you if you look back at most of the the wins in the seventies, the eighties, even the nineties. Even maybe into the early two thousands, we played more or less our strongest team right for the start of it. It's only a, it's a it's a relatively recent thing that players need rested for league cup ties um, for whatever reason. Yeah. I know we'd be here for another hour talk about the plight of the modern footballer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would just be two two old men shouting at clouds. Take probably, broadcast. probably. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's the same answer as you gave. Uh, yeah, we did it at the start. What's your, what's your favourite League Cup win, David? Personally, I think there's. I can answer that in two different ways. Probably you can. Your favourite League Cup win or your favourite League Cup final because they might not be the same thing. Right. If that if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, the Derek Johnson one always mean a lot to me. Always forever, forever my day. Oh, because it was so unique back in the way when I was growing up and it was the only trophy and all that. But I think if I had to pick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The significant ones in my time. The first one under Sunus. The first one under Sunus was, it felt different. We, even in the, the years before him, when we, we were nowhere near one in the league for, for eight, eight years, didn't win it for nine. We, we won something at four League Cups. John Gregg won it a couple of times. Jock Wallace won it a couple of times. The famous Alan McCoy's hat-trick against Celtic. Um, we were still able to, to win League Cup on a regular basis. But we, we felt like a cup team. Mm-hmm. By the time we'd won the League Cup every year, we were, we were just about out of the League Championship race already. <laughs> we, were, we were so far behind. Well, actually, Aberdeen, United and Celtic a lot of the time. We were behind all three of them, never mind behind one of them. The year Sunnis came felt different. See, see when we beat Celtic at, at Hamden that day when um, Ian Durant scored and then David Cooper scored the penalty with about five or six minutes to go to beat them 2-1. That was, that was the day Morris Johnson got sent off for blessings. After then, bless his own way off. And the referee got hit by a coin. He thought it was a Celtic player had hit him and he sent him off as well. And then he let him come back on. It was absolute mayhem in the last, the last few minutes. But winning that day, we felt that we were back. I actually felt different. This wasn't just about Rangers winning a cup. This was about Rangers actually saying we're the best again. It really felt different. So that one for me, it wasn't the best final, but it was probably the most significant. After all the years, I've been nowhere, basically. It just felt as if we were back. If you talk about the best League Cup campaign... Then it was be 1993-94, which was an absolutely dreadful season watching Rangers. We were terrible a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But we um, we beat Aberdeen in the quarterfinals, so we were the second best team in the country. Um, Mark Haley scored a penalty in the very first minute. We, 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 apparently after about 10 seconds that night, uh, we beat them 2-1. Ian Ferguson got the winner. And then we, we drew Celtic in the semi-finals, and there was no Hamden. Then they, they tossed a coin to see whether we'd play it. Um, Celtics, Celtic chose right and they thought they were getting it at Parkhead but they, they actually just won the, to- the toss to decide who got called on the toss <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then they lost it so they played it again. and that was the night that um, Ibrox was half and half so Celtic get the Govan stand and the, the Brumont stand that night I, I can't, I, I've heard of this and that's just, I can't fathom what that must have been like and it's just it was, it was, unique, ghost story. It was a unique night Aye, it was a unique night um, I was in the main stand that night. It was the first time I'd been in the main stand for years. Because uh, my, my season ticket was in the Coatland at that point. But um, because it was a cup tie, you, you just you just get tickets. And hmm. Anyway, and, and we beat Celtic 1-0 with 10 men for the last half an hour. It was nothing each. I mean, Peter Hustow got sent off. And we, we scored with 10 men. Mark Haley scored to beat them 1-0. So 
We beat we beat Aberdeen, backs against the wall night. We beat Celtic with ten men. Then we got to the final against Hibs. One each with ten minutes to go. On comes McCoyst is about as fit as I was at that time. I think he's just going back for his broken leg, and he scores that overhead kick to win the to win the League Cup final. I mean, Roy the Rovers when he grows up, he wants to be like McCoyst. It was, it was absolutely. It was, yeah, and it was at Celtic Park. I mean, God Almighty. Um, so if you talk about a campaign, you know, a quarter final, a semi final, and a final, I don't think you'll ever see it in 1993 94 again. That was just outrageous. And I suppose the last one that has to get mentioned is obviously the, the nine men in the pigeon against it, man. Because, uh, everybody, <laughs> went to that, everybody went to that final just thinking it was one of these routine, let's, let's just go smash St. Man, take the week up home, and just go to work on the Monday and forget about it. But just the way it worked out with two men getting sent off. And, Scoring at the end with nine men, it was just we celebrated that goal as a, it was like a like a European game or an old firm game. It was everything I'm doing crazy, but you're right. It was a, I remember that day was an absolute roller coaster of emotion because you were going in properly. Let's complacent, absolutely going to be a routine win, another league cup in the bag because a it's the B it's the league cup and Rangers just win the league mm. cup. So you go in there with all this. Um, Expectancy, and then the way the game went, Wilson and Thompson, I'm sure, sent off, um, and it was a sudden realization like, holy shit, Rangers are going to lose the League Cup final to some mm. what's going on here, and then yep. also the, the pigeon with assist, um, and it was just high euphoria. It's a cracking header as well, isn't it? Um, looking back in it, I can't say, the only thing I remember is the number of people who jumped on top of me, but. Looking back, it was actually a terrific goal. Um, so yeah, but that's, but that's just finals, and I, I, I think one of the one of the things I wanted to do in this book was was actually tell a lot of the stories that weren't just the final. Mm-hmm. For me, for example, the year we beat Air United in the final, it's actually the Bert Quantum goal in the semi final. Everybody remembers; they don't actually remember the final. But I bet you, few few, few people will remember the round before Bert Bert Quantum scored. Because that was probably the the night we should have got knocked out. Uh, we played Ross County up at, at Dingwall. Dick Advocat was still the manager. That was his last League Cup tie. And he, um, we were 2 nothing up. Into injury time at the end. Gave a goal away. Ball got re-centred. Ross County punted it back forward again. Amoroso pulled the guy back in the box. Get sent off, penalty kick. So we were 10, didn't he, 10 men, penalty for Ross County. If they had scored that, they had half an hour by a man advantage and we were our other place. And Stefan Claus saved it. So we went through. And the, the quantum of thing might never, you know, it would never happened. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, there's these other stories that I think are forgotten because they weren't finals or they weren't at Hamden or they weren't against Celtic. But there's, there's some there's some amazing moments that have happened. Uh, and it's, it just goes you you say that that Bert Cornerman goal may never have happened. It just goes to show that's the fine margins in cup football. I know football in general is fine margins, but cup football it's just it is sudden death in some of these games and like a lot of it, it could have been what if. And I, and actually um my favourite what if See when I talked about the the Sunnis first season, mm-hmm. which 
that, that was the foundations for, for the next 15 years. We, we, they were getting laid that season. Um, we actually played East Fife at Bayview in one of the early rounds. And we drew nothing each. And it went to penalties. And if we'd get knocked out by lower league East Fife in one of Graham Souness' first ever cup ties, God knows what how the whole Souness revolution might have because it would have been the worst result since Berwick. It would have been an absolute catastrophe. You know, Teddy Butcher and Chris Woods getting beat by East Fife. And a guy called Hugh Hill of East Fife missed a penalty and we scored all five hours. And we went through five four penalty. I mean, I mean, thank God for Hugh Hill. I mean, he's probably got a place in the soonest revolution that nobody had, nobody can ever remember. But as you say, fine margins. I know. Um, Last one I, I wanted to um, bring up personally was the last week cup we've won, um, well, at time of recording mm-hmm. um, in September 2022. We both yeah. agree, we hope that changes soon, but um, I think it's a, it's a real significant one for a number of reasons, and I'll totally take any, any listeners who say there's a bit of recency bias, but I think what followed after the 2011 League Cup win and how how Rangers seen themselves in the third division to work our way up and at one point we were I'm sure what if there would have been a Rangers to follow mm. at one point then I'm, I'm not being dramatic yeah that's how it was and so I think with hindsight that's significant and all also and it, even at the time you knew that was that was what was last what was last Hamden game yep what was last Hamden game and like for a personal level I've spoken to the pod a few times um, uh, my uncle Gordon last trophy that me and him seen left the mm-hmm. uh, Rangers left together um, at the actual stadium um, it's it's a really special one for me it really Absolutely. is I mean it always it always annoyed me the way Walter left the first time. Mm-hmm. See, in 97, 98, when we didn't win 10, we didn't get beat in the cup final against Hearts. He had that great team, you know, went out as losers and Walter left. And it just, it just didn't feel right. It felt all wrong. And when he came back, it would have felt all wrong again because he'd already announced that that was his goal. He'd already said he was, he was leaving at the end of the season. And mem- and we, we, we went and had this terrible run against Celtic just before it. They beat us at New Year at Ibrox. Then they, to be honest, they, they gave us a bit of doing at Celtic Park. They beat us 3-0. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the game everybody was saying David Weir was done. That's it. Never want to see David Weir again. He's, he's past it. And then we had the, the Scottish Cup ties against them. The, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. McCoyce and Lennon had a wee disagreement in the touchline at the end of it. And the Scottish government got involved and all kinds of crap. Um... But in, 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 all, in those games, Walter tried this five at the back tactic. Um, and basically, they, we just soaked up pressure and never looked at scoring. <laughs> and, then, and then we played in that League Cup final. And he he played in the club. It was actually 4 4 good, 2. Good old fashioned 4 4 2, it really was. Um, and Rangers looked so much better for it. <laughs> they looked so much better for it. Um, we could actually could have scored two or three other goals that day. Um, but it felt right he went out as, not, not just as a winner, but he went out beating Celtic, uh, 
because he, he, he made a career out of beating Celtic, didn't he? So mm-hmm. it, would, it wouldn't have... At least the first time when he played Celtic, the last time he beat them. It felt right the second time when he, when he finished off against Celtic, he beat them again. Yeah. And I don't know, it felt, it felt just right the way it was. And it, it wasn't... Like, I wasn't thankful for it at the time. I'd much rather we win in 90 minutes and get it wrapped up with a 3-4 now. But mm-hmm. just that whole, you know, any extra time, the last stitch, the ball hits off the post twice. And I don't know, it's just added to the occasion, didn't it? And I think Walter Smith's last time at Hamden, it, it did deserve an occasion. And it deserved all the emotion that went with it as well. It, it just really was a fitting final. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, I, th- I think there's, there's probably an argument as well that if if that hadn't went right that day, if that had went wrong again that day, and Celtic had beat us again that day, I don't we would we wouldn't have won the league. And I think it it turned that the tail end of that season back round again, winning that day. And and back to the what we said before about the mentality winning the league cup gives you. It's the league went to the last day of the season that day, mm. but. Rangers already had a cup in the bag and at Kilmarnock, 99% is, as soon as we've seen Rangers kick off, we're like, there's no danger this team's going to win the, win the league that day. And I dare say that seven team minutes was later. <laughs> seven minutes later, <laughs> that we were in zero doubt. But that was, I think that goes down to the belief that Rangers had that day. And a big part of that would have been down to, we've already got a trophy in the bag, we'll get the same mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think there's 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 a, there's a few players I think as well as the likes of the likes of Struth at the start, Scott Simon, Jock Wallace, Willie Waddle, other managers. Soon as the first soon as I said the last Wallace, but I, I think there's I think there's there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's two or three players I think have written a name over the week up. The Rangers McCoy is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hat trick in a final against Celtic, an overhead winner in another final, a last minute winner against Aberdeen in another final. The two, the two he scored against Hearts in his last final, the ones Gascoigne scored, the two brilliant goals. Nine, nine won. He won it nine times. My God. Uh, David Cooper. David Cooper won it seven times. Scored in his first final against Celtic. Scored twice directly a free kick in the League Cup final. Scored the winner against Celtic in the soonest one. Another one. But I think the player that they had such an amazing record in the week up that modern supporters will know far less about with Jim Forrest. He was he was a mm-hmm. he was a player that my my old dad absolutely loved as a goal scoring centre forward. He used to always insist that if Rangers hadn't got rid of Jim Forrest, we'd have had two European trophies and no just one. They'd have won a cup winners cup that in '67. He also said Celtic when he won nine in a row either because Jim Forrest would have, would have scored enough goals in the late sixties, but. By the by, see if you look at his first two seasons in the League Cup, he came into the team as a teenager. You had to play 10 games to win the League Cup then. The six group ties, home and away in the quarterfinal, then the semi-final in the final, 10 games. His first season, and he was still a teenager, he scored 16 goals in 10 games, and that included four in the final. You go, what? And in his second season... His second season in the League Cup, and he was still a teenager, he scored 17 goals in 10 games, two more in the final, and they were both against Celtic. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole career's worth in two seasons, just doing that. He ended up with 
I'm trying to get this right. It was 49 goals in the League Cup, and you only ever played 37 games in it. There was more games per season back then. He left Rangers, he was still only 23. And he scored 49 goals in the League Cup. Ali McCoist finally got his 50th goal in the League Cup that day against Hearts in the final in 1996. He'd been at Rangers for 13 years before he called Jim Forrest. Jim Forrest done it in what, four? That's another massive what if. What if Jim Forrest stayed with Rangers? That's... His, his, when I was researching the, the, the early to mid 60s stuff and sort of writing the report, you just kept finding reports of another Jim Forrest hat trick, another Jim Forrest double. My God, is this a. There was the season 64-65 that he scored the two goals in the final against Celtic. He scored 57 goals that season. The Rangers' all-time record, 57 competitive goals. That's what the hell? And yet, yeah. folk don't talk about him the way somebody with that record of goal scoring should be talked about. I think. Probably because the way he left the club. Uh, so, if, why is it about probably like two parts to this question, Jim Forrest himself and players of that generation, but why is it we, we speak less about them? Is it because, and I'm going to sound very arrogant here, because there's been so much success afterwards and it's Possibly. just... Possibly. Um, uh, Forrest um, came into the team just as the great early 60s team was was dominating, but maybe we just starting to break up just a wee bit. So Ian McDonald, Ian McMillan was, was just about leaving, and Eric Caldo was was starting to get his injuries and no play as much. So the, the great 60s team was just starting to break up when Jim Forrest went on the team. And then, obviously, Celtic took over and started winning most things. And as I say, but the, but the, and then Berwick happened. <laughs> and he, he made a scapegoat for Berwick and never, we just sold him straight away. They, just didn't, they never played for us again. Um, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad the way his Rangers career ended, um, and he's still. I can't remember the exact number of goals per games that he scored or something, but I think he's the second best goals per games ratio of any Rangers player that played more than fifty games for the club. Only Jimmy, the great Jimmy Smith, got a bit of goals to games ratio. It was, it was almost a goal again. I can't remember the exact numbers: one hundred and sixty odd goals and one hundred and fifty odd appearances. It's amazing. It's and you're right. It is sad. Um, just how how little he does get spoke about. And I, I want to touch on something that I, I did ask you in the last interview in the last book. But um, we our kind of support in general. Like I think we're so surely starting to get better. They talk about the the legends of yesteryear mm. and the the early triumphs and. A massive part goes down to the like, see yourself who, like, for the listeners who, who don't know or not on Follow Fall and a wee bit of kiss arson here, Davey. Like, before your, before your books, you know, there was all article after article that you'd put up in Follow Fall and, you know, even like I messaged you before in the pod, like, listen, can we use a snippet um, for mm. something? And so, like, see yourself, the guy to the Defenders Trail, um, like, you've kept these stories alive. So, it, in turn, with the Rangers Museum coming about, like I, I'm not I think, sure. I think the the modern football fans are a bit kind of spoiled because every single game's televised. Mm-hmm. Every, every you see every 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 move of every player, you see them all. Um, I don't know how many. If, if I just stick to Jim Forrest for a minute, or even Derek Johnson that I talked about not that long ago, um, 
I don't know how many of their goals actually were ever filmed, for example. So unless you were actually there, <laughs> unless you were actually in the ground when they scored it, you never see it again. Um, so, aye, so the likes of the 60s, the, the early 60s team, I think, is pretty well revered. I think there's a lot of a lot of, player, a lot of younger supporters who never saw them can still tell you, oh, that's the team Jim Baxter played in, the team mm-hmm. you know, David Wilson played in, Willie Henderson. I, I think these guys are are pretty revered. Maybe not as, well, not everybody knows them, but not everybody's interested in history, let's be honest. Aye. Not everybody is. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, my, my, my son doesn't take an enormous interest in in what happened before he was born. I think it's just... Have you brought him to death with all the stories? Is that what probably, it is? probably. I think maybe... I think it was the day that I told him Nacho Novo, wouldn't he? I made a, made a Rangers 22 back in the 70s. Never mind, never mind got on the bench. And I, I think he just turned off as soon as I told him that. <laughs> so... Actually, there was, there, was, there was maybe one quick thing I, I just wanted to mention for the book. That it's, it's a kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever watched this, but... Uh, it's been an ex-player, Gordon Smith, ex-player for the, the 70s and early 80s. He wrote the foreword for the book for me. Um, he, he done a cracking job with it. And not only did he do a cracking job with it, he, he done it freely, didn't take anything for it, gave up his own time, just said, oh, I love Rangers books, and if I can, get, if I can write a foreword for it, that'd be brilliant. All, all, all he wants is a free copy of the book. That's all he wants for it. Uh, and he done a, he's, he's writing a cracking forward, and um, there's a couple of wee snippets in it actually that I didn't I didn't know about him until he until he written them. Uh, he's so proud of the fact that um, Jock Wallace is on record as saying that he was his best ever signing because he said to me, "Did he forget he signed David Cooper?" <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So I just wanted to mention because I think a lot a lot of. Books have forwards by forwards by ex players, and I've always thought oh, they don't really write them. You know, they, they just they just put their name to mm-hmm. something. But no, to, that's no that's the way it worked with me. Um, mm-hmm. He actually said to me, "Tell tell me what your book's about. Tell me the sort of thing you're looking for. And I'll send you something. See if you like it." And that's exactly what he did. It? it was brilliant. I, all I needed to yeah. do was put his name on it. And that that really adds on to my, my earlier point about the way way you've written this book. It's not just a it's not just a match report of every League Cup game. It's just it adds so much more context and insight on what was happening at the time. And that forward absolutely does that. Same thing. It's it's no Godsmith saying the League Cup was important because I played the next amount of games. Blah blah blah. Scored the next amount of goals. It's it's what I meant to him personally and how that started his Rangers journey and Rangers career and how much it meant to him and. What the answer about Jock Wallace and the pride he has with that comment and all stemming back to the League Cup, it kicks off the book brilliantly because it's just this isn't just a fact finding case, it's just is adding a different dimension in every chapter. Yeah, and another the other great thing about about Gordon writing the forward, um, well, two things one, one is he, he scored he scored the winner in the final against Celtic, so that's a pretty good person to put in a, in a forward anyway. But as, as I said to him um, when he when he agreed to do it, he he played in what I think was Rangers' greatest ever performance that I've ever seen, uh, and it came in the League Cup. They beat Aberdeen six one in a in a game at Ibrox in a midweek in nineteen seventy seven, 
and it was it was just one of the nights that an an entire team just clicked together. You you, you almost never see it, um, and the, but it was never on the telly. See what we talked about earlier on. It, it, mm-hmm. You had to have been there. If you haven't been there, then you don't know anything about that game. Aberdeen were a terrific team. They finished second in the league that year. They, 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 they actually cuffed us a couple of times in the league that year. They beat us 4 nothing and 3 nothing. But that night, absolutely demolished them. Gordon, he got a hat-trick. Um, we were brilliant. And that's the kind of game I want to bring back. I want people to know about. Because unless you were one of the 20-odd thousand that was inside Ibrox that night, you don't know about it. Oh, and again, it's, it's just fascinating. Wait. You know, looking back into nights like these, because I think I'd be if it was a league cup quiz, I think I'd do all right on the years we won it and maybe who's shown some of the finals. But that and they like winning these trophies more than just that last game, um, and they are they are just so important. Every game is just as important mm-hmm. as a campaign as the final. Um, so I think that's um. Probably a good time to start with up, David, because I'll be honest... Um, you can tell I can talk for a long time, though, can you? I, I, I was going to say, I, I don't want to keep it too long because I will, I could sit and listen to you all night. I really, I really could um, <laughs> just, um, you know, gone, gone over the like, the legends that I was I was lucky enough to see. Um, just before we do, a massive thanks to you, mate, for not only coming on podcast a time, but giving us a wee shout and the acknowledgements um, in the book as well. It was really kind of you. No, and, no problem. Uh, no, you, um, you guys do a great job promoting our club and um, and you do a, good, a great job as well helping guys like me get my, my message out there because I can't do it myself. <laughs> in this modern world, you, if you if you want to get stuff about Rangers history out there like, like I want to do, then I've, I've got to get the help of you guys. So I, I appreciate what you're doing for me. I don't say more than what I'm doing for you. So just on that, um, before we go, um, last again for the listeners, where can they find the book and where can they find you on Follow Follow? Oh, <laughs> well, find me. Find me on Facebook or you can you can find me on Follow Follow is under my moniker of DH1963. Um, the book... Uh, so Rangers Kings of the League Cup, uh, as you just said, I think it comes out in the first of October. Um, it's it's actually available to pre-order now on Amazon or direct from the publisher. The publisher is called JMD Media. They've got their own website. Lots of they do lots of football books. My my first books on it as well. So, and if MD wants to buy it from there, it's. Currently, it's the cover price is fourteen ninety nine. Um, so that's how much you'll pay in Amazon for it. That's how much you'll pay in JMD for it. But if if you want to get it for JMD, if you put the code HERD twenty in the checkout at the end, then you'll get twenty percent off. Perfect. So I'll put um, all that information in the in the episode description for you as well, folks. So you brought that handy. Um, but. To get your hands on um, on a free book, also I have been kindly provided one by the yep. author himself. All I'm waiting for you to do, um, I know you may be listening to this through Apple, Spotify or whatever. <clears throat> the video version will be free on YouTube for this podcast. All you need to do is simply comment anything on the YouTube video, whereas I want the book or 
call and get a haircut, whatever. It doesn't matter what the comment is. If you comment in this video, um, you'll be entered into the draw. And the draw will be made on a live show on Sunday the 1st of October as well. So tune in there to see if you're the lucky winner. All that's left to do is thanks again massively, Davey. It's been building having you on, mate. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anybody that gets me talking about Rangers, I enjoy it. No, absolutely the same. It's a good thing we've got a podcast here eh? because we can talk about Rangers all day, every day. I know, I know. And as always, thanks to everybody who's listening. Um, hope you have a good week and hi, take care. We are the people. Bye for now. <laughs>